Welcome back to Montante's World, episode 73. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different show. Um, it's not going to be a name that you guys really aren't familiar with. Um, and I think this may be his legal name. I'm here, here with Really Tan Man. Yeah, exactly. That's on my birth certificate. Beautiful. I believe yeah. that's Turkish. Um, thank <laughs> you for coming on and uh, joining me. Um, how we ended up here is my friend Charlie um, has just been con- obsessed uh, with seed oils. And you're big in that community. So I uh, did a quick little deep dive on you. Um, was interested in it. And so instead of having him come on and talk about it, which would last about three minutes, um, I decided to have a quote-unquote online expert. So thank you for joining me. <laughs> yeah, no worries. My pleasure to be here. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And uh, before the show, you know, he, he was really wanted to start talking about, you know, abortion, all the types of these things. I said, listen, Tan Man, relax. We're not doing politics today. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know you want to get into it. We won't. Yeah, I'm sad, but you know, more. more yeah, off camera. You're you're big into that. He's put off a red hat too, though. I, I don't know. I didn't see what it said. Um, <laughs> so, how the hell did you end up in you know intrigued, you know, and interested in all this stuff? Uh, so I guess my interest in nutrition started uh, about I think eight years ago, seven or eight years ago. Uh, this was when I was in college, and I had like an internship in Belgium for summer after freshman year which was noteworthy simply because they don't have like dining halls at universities in Europe. Like the kids have to cook for themselves. And since I was like 19 and I never really cooked for myself in the U S I had this problem where I'm like, shit, I gotta like make dinner. And so that question um, of like, then what to cook, right? Like looking up recipes and all this stuff. Cause I, I never really cooked anything. I started like learning about just like people talking about health too. They're like, Oh, not only should you cook this, but like you should eat it because it's good for you and this stuff. And I never really thought of like how food really affected my health. And one of the interesting things I stumbled upon was at the time, the paleo diet. And at, up until then, I, I, when I was a kid, I had always had like a congestion and like runny nose whenever I was like, when I'm going outside, I'd have seasonal allergies. I would get sick a lot. I always like had that problem with my nose, always when I had a runny nose. And so when I started this paleo diet thing, just, you know, by researching, I noticed within a few days that my nose stopped running. Like I could breathe through my nose for maybe the first time in my entire life. And I thought that was crazy, like absolutely revolutionary to me. Cause yeah, I, we're, we're going to get into that big time. Cause oh, yeah. this is not a good time of year for me. I'm going to, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be confused as a COVID positive patient for the next four months. Cause I will be dying in public. Right. Yeah. And it's like, like, I didn't even think about this. Like it's April and like, I haven't thought about seasonal allergies in years, you know, but that was like a huge thing that affected me. And by being able to fix that, I was like, well, you know, what else is diet responsible for? And so that kind of took me on this like multi-year journey of like experimenting and learning more about food and diets and like healing myself from issues that I had always had and just improving my health and then fitness in general. Um, And so I would say seed oils are just a part of that more broader picture of learning about, you know, food and health. Generally. Yeah, and that's why that's why I'm glad because I want to talk about it, and that's why I had you on. So I I know we're through Zoom right now, but um, you can be honest, take a look at me. I'm not the biggest health guy mm-hmm. or diet guy. Yeah, right? you're not that bad, but you're not like obese or anything. Uh, so. the, the, the health chart would say otherwise. Five ten, two forty is uh, <laughs> the size of a divisional three, you know, offensive guard. But you know, we're working on it. maybe this. Maybe this will yeah. change me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's listen. If you we'll if you think that there's ways to get rid of seasonal allergies. I've done neti pots. I've done the shots. And oh, nothing yeah. works. Yeah. It's just a death sentence. A quarter of the year. It's, it's a fucking absolute yeah, no, it's brutal. Absolutely disaster. Brutal. Yeah. The, the worst. The worst. And nothing ever um, seems to, to fit it. But before we get into all that, a couple things jotted down here. Um, 
that has always intrigued me about, but just not intellectually, you know, up on it to know, you know, know anything about it. Um, I have a couple friends who, um, significant others or even girlfriends are on hormonal, hormonal. I, we said this earlier, I was like, this word's gonna fucking trip me up. Hormonal birth control. Sure. And they swear that they're two different people when they're on it and when they're off. Yeah. Do you think there's anything to that? Well, there's, there's for sure something to that. So there's a really interesting study that I like to uh, reference where they basically asked a bunch of women, like they had a bunch of pictures of guys and they asked women, like, how attractive do you think this man is? Um, and they asked women this at different times in their monthly cycles. These women were not on birth control. And the attractiveness as ranked by the, the attractiveness as men as ranked by the women varied significantly over the course of the month. Uh, in particular, the men with like facial hair, beards, the guys that have had a more masculine or more intimidating appearance were ranked as more attractive when the women were ovulating than when they weren't, um, which suggests that women have a have like an attractiveness preference for more masculine seeming men when they're most fertile, which kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah, of course. And, and, but so, and so, if, so if you think about how um, birth control affects like hormonal birth control affects women's cycles. They are never ovulating, right? So they're in a constant state of infertility, which according to that study, and which probably is in accordance with most people's personal experience, they have more of a preference for less masculine seeming men from an attractiveness standpoint. And so there's many reports and you can find dozens of blog articles about women writing about their experiences while they're, while they're literally dating a guy for years and they get married oh. and they're on birth control the whole time. I know and you're then going they get off birth control to have a kid like a year after they get married and then they find themselves waking up to this guy that they find repulsive and then they get yeah. divorced and break up or whatever. And That's it's funny. happened to numerous women and you can read about this. That's um, hilarious. I never I never thought of it. Hey, honey, can you start going to the gym, maybe growing a beard? Yeah, exactly. Literally, it's like, oh, this weak guy <laughs> I'm married to is now unappealing to me, you know, but like he was appealing beforehand. Um, so I absolutely think there's a credence to the idea that they're they're different people. I mean, if something so fundamental as like who you're attracted to can change, then that's yeah, change. that's that's crazy, and that transcends languages. You know, you can go anywhere in the world, then yeah, you know, attraction. The fact that that changes because mm -hmm. of a pill, huge. That yeah, that, that's that's wild. Also, uh, I wanted to, I told Alex I would you know touch on this. Um, so she has celiac disease and something else that I can't expl uh, say right. Kind of like hormonal. Actually, that was a good one. Um, Crostochloronitis. So, so she obviously, so pretty much like she can't do, um, she's gonna fucking kill me over this. She's had it forever. And I still like, don't know like what she can and can't eat, but I know she like, can't do like bread and yeah. things like that. Um, what would you suggest to someone who has like an autoimmune disease like that? Are there yeah, any so, little tips that kind of, you won't really find on the web or is it all kind of, you know, no, no, so, so celiac, yeah. So celiac is, uh, I guess a pretty, uh, more, I'll call it severe version of like a gluten intolerance. So you'll hear a lot of people say like gluten-free, like we can't eat bread. Whatever. So gluten is a protein in bread, like wheat, which is in you know pasta, bread, crackers, all these things. Um, and so gluten is like a, one of the primary proteins in wheat flour. So anything containing wheat would potentially trigger someone with a gluten intolerance. And so celiac disease is like a very strong intolerance to gluten, that protein. Um, but there's a whole, like most things with health, it's not like kind of an on-off switch. There's a whole range. Some people are really you know, sick. And if they like even smell a beer, basically, I know a girl who, um, I went to high school with, she couldn't drink vodka. Like, and cause vodka is made from wheat. I'm drinking so, vodka right now. It sounds awful. 
Yeah, so so like, and there's such a small residue of wheat in vodka, but mm-hmm. she couldn't even drink that because it would trigger like her celiac disease. But for mm-hmm. most people, that's not so common. Most people who have it, it's much more mild, or you know, you would call it just a gluten intolerance. Yeah, like they eat it and they have digestive symptoms, so whether it's diarrhea or constipation, they get hives, breakout, gas, whatever. And so the interesting thing about gluten intolerance is that people have been eating wheat for about ten thousand years. And the rise of gluten intolerance and celiac disease is really only recent, like the past few generations. Humans didn't really have it up until, say, like the mid 20th century. And so, and even today, people with like gluten intolerance, maybe not, you know, full-blown celiac disease, but people with gluten intolerance will go to Europe, they'll go to Italy, they'll go to France, and they'll eat the bread, and they won't have any problems. I've, she, she's, she said that. Yeah, that's yeah, what okay, she said. Yeah, so she doesn't really have celiacs, right? Because, like, the, you know, the friend with the vodka, like, from high school, she couldn't eat bread in Italy. She couldn't eat bread anywhere, right? It's very serious. But most people with a gluten intolerance or mild celiac, if they can eat the bread, that would suggest that it's not such a severe issue, that it's, like, this whole genetic terrible thing that, just, you know, appeared in humans all of a sudden. But it's due to more, like, environmental stuff. And in particular, the way that bread is manufactured in this country um, makes it very intolerable for a number of reasons, one of which is the gluten itself, but another reason is like the pesticides that are commonly used when growing wheat in America. Uh, it's called Roundup. It's made by Monsanto. You've probably heard of this, Roundup mm-hmm. glyphosate. That pesticide triggers a lot of the same reactions in the gut, in the intestines that people see when they think they have celiacs. So that pesticide is probably mostly to blame for a lot of the symptoms that people have when they eat bread. And that's why, because they don't use it in Europe, that's why if you go to Europe and you eat the bread there, you won't necessarily have those symptoms. Yeah, because I've heard that, and I was like, that makes no sense to me, but I guess yeah, it's something smaller as the pesticide. That that I mean that all that all lines up. So if, if right. you know if you uh what would your suggestion be to her? Just so yeah, her, her diet's pretty limited, like you know, yeah. Oh no, so she could like if she can eat the bread in Italy and like that's like a real thing for her, then she can make bread and eat it here. The thing is, like, you have to either find a bakery that uses organic wheat flour. Uh, that's like a, an older variety. I have like actually a whole uh, Twitter thread about this, um, I think, or is it a blog article? I forget. Anyway, somewhere it's documented somewhere. somewhere. The point is, you can you can make bread the same way that they would do it in Italy. If she wants to learn how to make bread, that's cool. If not, like maybe find a bakery yeah. where you can buy it that such that it's made of a certain quality that doesn't have those issues. Or won't cause the issues that the standard store-bought bread would have. So a high-level summary, you would want the flour to be organic. Ideally, it would be sourdough, uh, sourdough fermented as opposed to commercial yeast. And I guess the last important thing is that the um, it, it doesn't have any funky ingredients. Like if you go to the grocery store and look at bread, it's got like soybean oil, yeah, uh, preservatives, all sorts of weird shit. So if you make it yourself, which I've done, my, like I learned to make bread while I was in college for this reason, actually. <laughs> Cause it's mm. you know, delicious and I couldn't eat the store. Yeah. Um, you can do it. Um, it's a little bit of a learning curve and I know it was like popular with some people over COVID to like make homemade bread. It's actually a really useful thing if you get the right ingredients and are doing it right for this purpose. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I've heard, I've heard people making their own bread and stuff, you know, for there's pizza where yeah. maybe it looks relatively easy, but I mean, I would have generally um, no, no clue. <laughs> Uh, like not even, yeah, not even it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit of a challenge. Like I make a lot of stuff I've made and I've fermented a lot of foods and I've done a lot of weird stuff and bread is probably the more technically challenging things to get a handle on. Yeah. 
Makes yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But we've had it forever, you know. Like, you know, yeah. cavemen you know, have been around yeah, exactly. forever. So. And if you can find someone who makes good enough bread that you can buy a little be. bakery or even at like. No, why do you think the USA, um, in particular, um, has all this you know fucked up shit going on with their regular food? Do you think is it intentional? Whether we just get lazy, have like an assembly line mentality, mm-hmm. or was there a little something more maybe behind it? Well, they're probably it's probably an intersection of all those things, but um. I think like fundamentally the in the US we have a much different relationship with like corporations than they do in like Europe. So yeah, I, that's one way to put it. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> like the regulatory agencies in America actually work for the companies that they're supposed to be regulating. And, like and it, honestly it depends. Like if you even look at the charters of like these four letter agencies or three letter agencies, like their job is like the USDA, it's the US Department of Agriculture. It's not the US Department of People Eating. It's just the Department of Agriculture, which means the business of making food. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in Europe, the regulatory bodies, like there's a lot less control. And I'm not saying there's no corruption. Obviously, there's corruption. Of course. But the regulatory agencies have a lot less or are controlled to a significant degree less by the corporations and the industries that they're supposedly regulating. Um, and so that leads to things like how in the EU, the, the list of banned like chemicals and food, whether it's like preservatives or pesticides or whatever else, like that list is like thousands of items long. Whereas in America, there are only like a few chemicals that are yeah. not allowed. And even there's a funny one. There's one chemical like atrazine, which uh, it's terrible, but whatever. In in Switzerland, it's made from a Swiss company. Like it comes from Switzerland. Like they don't use it in Switzerland. It's like basically only used in America. And they just transport it here. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, that's that's right. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff like that. Kind of like you know, yeah. I was gonna say China and uh, heroin. That's a whole different ballgame that we will avoid. I know you want to get into it. I can see it's <laughs> over there, but we will uh, definitely avoid what comes uh, from China um, as of late. And I'm not talking about uh, Yao Ming. Um, so w- I've always heard this forever. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it was one of the first quote unquote conspiracies. Is my mom's friend at the beach? Probably shit. I'm 30 now. Probably like. 20 years ago and she just refused to wear suntan oil would not give it to her kids and like get we'll get like angry one like the suggestion it was a nice normal thing like hey like here you guys want some she goes, no what the <laughs> fuck's going on um what's what do you think about suntan oil or lotion well what was her reasoning for that that's i'm curious she, she was just convinced that like doesn't actually protect you from the sun it causes more problems than it than it claims to help yeah She's she, she was this was like that way back in the day. I've heard that's similar a, things since, of, but like time. it connected the dot in my head because I was forever for the longest time. I was like, why does this fucking lady hate suntan lotion so much? Wow, yeah, no, that's really ahead of her time. Um, yeah, so my uh, my thoughts on the sun. Um, and I mean, listen, you're really tan, man. So you're this is where you're an expert. I I may know a thing or two about tanning. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So the sun is like sun exposure is not harmful or like unnatural right like humans have been hanging out under the sun even europeans like hanging out under the sun topless the they do farming. they do it topless huh they do it topless well, i mean it's hot dude you, you know you, i hear you i'm just saying yeah big uh, difference um people have been hanging out in the sun for quite some time um and if you think about it like if the sun inherently gave you skin cancer or inherently gave you sunburn like we never would have made it out of the trees we never would have evolved to like not have fur Right, we would have stuck, hit, st- uh, stayed in the shade and hung out, and never gotten sun exposure because, like, we would have all died from cancer. Um, and so, if you also look at the rates of skin cancer, for example, 
that actually increased. Start. I wrote a recent, this is probably one of my most recent blog articles about this. It started increasing precipitously in like the 70s. Um, and it's like, well, that's a real interesting time, right? Like humans have, like what changed? You know, people have been going to the beach for a long time. People have been hanging out, working in the fields and stuff. If anything, we have less sun exposure now than we did oh, sure. 40 years ago, you know, staying inside all day, playing video games. Yeah, there's no, there's no cell phones back then. Yeah, exactly. People like actually went outside. So yeah, you had to get out and speak to people. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, and so, and so there's very, there's a very interesting thing that happened in the 1970s, which is, and now we talk about the seed oils. So seed oils really became pervasive in the American diet starting in the early 70s. Oh, yeah, we'll, like, we'll get were, to the seed oils. We, that's Yeah, no, it, but it's, that's the thing. Is it's all connected. So, yeah, okay. It's correlated. Yeah. So the seed oils, um, one of the reason one of the – and now it makes sense for me to talk about it. The reason why they're so bad is because they kind of like break down very easily. It's like these reactive molecules. And these reactive molecules then go and react with your cells and kind of like tear electrons away from molecules or atoms in your cells. And they kind of just disrupt things and they create like inflammatory byproducts. And so that's, that's the issue with seed oils right there. Yeah. They're very unstable molecules. They break down and cause all, they wreak this havoc. And so the reactivity or like the speed at which it, like those molecules break down is increased when those molecules are exposed to heat, oxygen, and UV light. And so that's really interesting, right? Cause what does the sun have? It's a lot, it's very hot and has UV light. Confirmed, so if you think yeah. about these fats that you eat from these oils, they get in your skin, right? Because your skin has fat in it. There's fat everywhere in your body. Um, in particular, your cell membranes are have like fat molecules in, in those membranes. So that's right there in your skin. And so you go out into the sun, the sun hits them, and then those molecules break down at a rate that's even faster than they would otherwise. And so when you get the sunburn and then, you know, chronically over time, you build up the damage and you get skin cancer. Like, is it really from the sun itself? Or is it from the sun doing something to something that's not really supposed to be in your skin? God, okay, okay, I see. You know, so that's the connection, right? And that's so why you I think so. Okay, so she was based and kind of right in a way, but it was just a little more in depth. So it wasn't yeah, really no, the sun paying sort of right. itself. Like on the other hand, and, and this is the issue: is if you are eating a bunch of seed oils and your skin is full of these unstable reactive fat molecules. I mean, I'm not even saying you have to be obese. Like, there's just fats everywhere, right? Like, yeah, it's got layers. A lot of fats. Yeah. So, if All your around. skin is full of those types of fats and you get like a lot of sun exposure, you're gonna get like sunburn. You're gonna get skin damage. And so, you see these people, especially modern times, like you live somewhere close to the Jersey Shore, you see people like with all these like brown spots all over their skin. It's like the sun freckles that they call them. Like their skin, like kind of looks like leathery and, and all that stuff. Like that's not something that's like I would say natural. Like those those brown spots are literally a byproduct of these like seed oils breaking down. And so they spend all their time in the sun and they get these problems, not because of the sun, but because the fats in their skin are not like basically allowing them to be immune to the sun, if you will. And so in the conclusion for sunscreen is like, yeah, sun exposure is good and it's healthy, but like it's not, they're not wrong that you'll get sunburn and you get skin damage if your skin is full of these unstable oils. And so the real solution as far as I'm concerned, is not to put sunscreen on or to stay in the shade or whatever. The real solution is to free your skin from this poison, basically, that's built up. And then you'll be able to live in the sun as you're meant to. And everything else will fall in line. All right, so good. Yeah. Let's, let's let's get balls deep, as they say, yeah. um, in, in these seed oils. I have a couple questions down. So I know we just got into it. So we have to you know, go back a little bit because you know some people might say, what the fuck is he talking about? What What is – you know – 
I'm not the brightest, and you know, neither people listen to this. What is this bait? Just very, very basically, what is a seed oil? Sure. A seed oil, unsurprisingly, is an oil that comes from a seed. Mm. Like, you know, the little thing that a plant has that allows it to reproduce. Like oh, yeah. Seed. That's that's how you dumb it down. I like that. It's good. That's that's yeah, what I was looking for. That turns into another plant. Seeds. Beautiful. I've, yes. I've, I've, sunflowers. And out these. these yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So sunflower, sunflower oil is sunflower seed oil, right? It's a seed from sunflowers. Like the same thing you eat at like a baseball game. Sunflowers. Yeah. Um, canola oil is made from rape seeds literally they're called rape seeds that's why they changed the name to canola oil <laughs> i did not know that they don't want to call it rapeseed oil um so yeah canola oil is the oil from the seeds of the rape plant which grows in canada and the canadian government basically decided to rename it canola like can c-a-n canada canola like that's why yeah um and so canola oil seeds from the rape plant then you got peanut oil. Peanuts are seeds, right? And like a lot of these oils, like I said, I'm not a huge cook or anything. I know canola we have here. Yeah. Uh, peanut, I mean, that's it's. So these are prominent things. No, they're they're very. It's, so seed oils are 100 billion with a B dollar industry in the U.S. Um, and of course, the interesting thing about them is that 100 years ago they were basically a zero billion dollar industry in the mm-hmm. U.S. And in particular, that real increase happened, like I mentioned, starting in the 1970s. Um, when they became like really prominent and featured in almost every snack food and packaged food and restaurant and whatnot. So yeah, you got canola oil, you got sunflower oil, you got uh, corn oil. Corn is a seed. Peanut oil. Five Guys fries their fries and peanut oil. Peanuts a seed. Um, oh, so there goes Five Guys. Literally, you don't understand. Like, it's literally everything. <laughs> like uh, and, I know and- that's what my friend Charlie he said. He was like, dude, he's like, you're gonna like it because he knows how my brain works. But he's like, it's it's not gonna be good because. All the things that we enjoy. But there is a silver lining, which I can uh, get to after I'm done listing all these things. So, (laughs) oil, oil, sunflower, uh, peanut, corn oil, safflower oil is one of the common ones. You'll see that in, like, you know, tortilla chips frequently. Jesus. Uh, Soybean oil. That's it's both soy and the seed oil. See that? See that? If if you gave me odds, I'm a big degenerate gambler. And I know the basics, what Charlie told me. And if you like, here are oils, like, what are the odds on this being okay to use? Soy, just the way it works in my brain, I'm like, oh, soy's good. Really? Yeah, I think soy's in. Really? I would think soy was okay. Wow. It's not. No. Well, soy's, haven't you ever heard the term soy boy? Yeah. Yeah. But when I see my brain is so warped that I think soy boy is like super left, like pussies. No, uh, no offense to anyone out there who may be a yeah, yeah. soy boy. But then I think the soy boys who are eating you know, a lot healthier than me. So then my brain, like, oh, oh, you see how my brain that, works? No, that, that's that confused me. Right. Like think about health, right? Health and strength are like the same concept. Like, and I'm going to even just say for men, like just health and strength, but like the, the high functioning of the biological organism, like that's what health is. And that's not weakness, right? Like, I don't care what animal or organism or whatever you are, like weakness is not part of health, you know? Um, so they're not any healthier than, you are, but their health, their unhealth is maybe in a different way. Yeah, right? oh, for sure. I um, think, yeah. There's but that- they're not any different from you are. Yeah. So, no, it's soybean oil. Is- yeah, that's that, that one. See, that one threw me off. I thought that would be a good one. No, anything um, like anything that's like, so a lot of them say in the name grape, like grapes, not rape, like the other thing we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Grape seed oil, it's in the name. Gr- grape seed oil, you know, soybean, beans are seeds. So you plant soybeans, 
slow plant. So it's pretty, it's pretty obvious to spot just obvious. from the, the root generics of the, the but like canola is not obvious, you know, or like Wesson oil. That's the popular brand. I think it's of canola. I that's the exact one I have in there. Yeah, exactly. That's like super popular. So Wesson canola oil, like you know, is that a seed? I have no fucking clue, right? Um, peanuts or safflowers, like what's a safflower? It's a flower oil, you know. No, but it's safflower seed oil. Sunflowers, sunflower seed oil. Like it's not sunflower oil, it's the seed of course, from sunflower. The seed. Oil. Yeah. He, he so, did give me good news though. He gave me good news. Oh yeah. So I'm Italian. What are you, by the way? I can't figure this out. Do you have an accent? Slight I'm, one. I'm I'm Italian. I'm from Jersey. Are you? Jersey Italian, just like you are. I could hear, yeah, I could hear a little bit. A couple words you were saying. Um, I was picking up on something. You're from Sicily, you said? Yeah. Palermo? Well, so my uh my grandparent my grandma's family's from Catania. Okay. My granddad's family is from a town called Ragusa, which is southeast of Sicily. And yeah. My my dad's family is uh it's all from they're from Naples area. Okay, and completely unrelated from anything. Did you watch soccer at all? No, I'm not a big soccer fan. Uh, Palermo, you know, has the the best looking kits or uniforms and oh, all yeah. the soccer. Nice. I'll have to look it's a that. fresh paint. Give it give it a look. It's cool. Venezia has a good one looking too. But uh, no, I heard good news for us. Um, olive oil, oh, I heard, is good. Oil. Correct. Olive, olive oil, oil. When I heard olive oil was good, I, it was like such a relief because I just got news that a lot of the stuff that we eat was awful from Charlie. But hey, you know what's good is olive oil. I use yeah. olive oil on fucking everything. Yeah, yeah, because olive oil. So this is the thing, right? Like olives are like a little fruit, whatever thing. Too you squeeze it like this, that, not a seed. Like no, so you squeeze the olive oil out of the olive, like the fruit part, like the fleshy part that you eat, and you take the pit of the olive and toss it away. Like you don't use the pit. So olive oil is actually, like you call it, a fruit oil. Same thing with avocado oil. Like you squeeze the green part of the avocado and oil comes out. It's a fruit oil. Same thing with coconut oil. You squeeze the white part of the inside of coconut. That's the fruity part. Uh, so it's a fruit oil. Um, but, yeah, so so those are all fine, right? But the thing with avocado and olive oil that you got to be careful with is that a lot of the stuff that you can buy in the store is like fake, basically. Uh, yeah. It's like purposely mislabeled or the mafia got into it and like lied and corruption. Also, the uh, the Mexican cartels are now behind the, the yeah. avocado. So that's blood, that's blood, blood money. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend those. I mean, I think if you if you go and get the good quality olive oil, like for whatever reason, and other people have spoken at length about how to get good quality olive oil. I'm not an expert, but if you can get real extra virgin olive oil that's like actually 100% from olives, yeah. then you'll be good. Um so, but, but you know, that like light yellow plastic bottled, like light olive oil that you get at ShopRite, like that's not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just spend a couple extra bucks, get the yeah. extra, extra virgin. Yeah. But the real, the real good stuff is like butter, basically. Butter is. That's what best. he said too. That's a huge one. I love butter. Yeah. Butter is your absolute best friend. Um, and like real butter, not like the fake, I can't believe whatever butter, like actual Marg- butter. Mar- margarine or whatever the fuck that's yeah, called. Not, not margarine. That's a seed oil, actually. Um, oh, it's fake. Stay away. Steer clear. Yeah, butter as in from the cow, butter. Like, that's probably your best friend. Um, you can also use beef fat, too. Like, like any animal fats are going to be pretty good. Beef fat will be the best. But yeah. Most people are cooking that, and butter, like, tastes better. So in your, in your eyes, and I'm just, like I said, my brain's very simple. Um, I don't yeah. know much, but what I do know is, like, just sports and gambling, and that's essentially it. Would you think, like, the Amish diet with, like, kind of align inadvertently with how you think how you eat yeah okay so so like what you what you think of as the amish diet absolutely would be pretty solid the thing about the amish people many of them is like they're not as strict as you might think 
like you can drive through Lancaster, PA, and you'll find Doritos and you know Fritos and their snacks. That's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen them at the, I've seen them at the rest stops there. You know, you ever go to Lancaster, you see the yeah. little the little horse and buggy stops. But I would yeah, no, like, it's very disappointing. Like they have, they do a lot of they do a lot of BS. Like not and not, not all of them are as strict as others. So like you know, there's a big variation. But you're, you're right. So what you're thinking of is like this idealized Amish. Basically, what you're saying is like the I don't know the from the backyard to your plate. Huh? From like from the backyard from their backyard to yeah, your to yeah, their plate. Yeah, like the colonial era American like colonist settler, you know. George Washington style, like yeah. pot, iron pot on a fire, cows, that that idea. Yeah, you're right. That, that's, that's a good way to eat. Yeah, you'd be sickened if you saw a week of what I ate. Like I had, Probably. I had, I was on the road a lot today, so I had McDonald's for lunch. Yeah, no, I, it's, this, is, this is the frustrating thing, right? I mean, this is what I was going to my silver lining. So McDonald's up until the 1990s did not use seed oils. Up until the 1990s, they fried all their fries in beef fat, which is actually very good for frying stuff in because it's it's very saturated. It's very stable. It doesn't do that whole decomposition into brown spots and sunburn that I talked about. Um, and they switched because people, like the companies, right, the $100 billion seed oil industry, spent the 20th century trying to convince the American Heart Association and doctors and the American public that seed oils were actually the good ones and that butter – and beef fat were the bad ones, which I'm sure you grew up knowing, right? Like, don't eat your cholesterol, don't eat the cholesterol, don't eat the saturated yeah. fat, butter is bad for you, heart attack, clog your arteries. Like, you've heard all that. Like, that is all fake and was invented starting in the 1940s. Literally, like, in the, you go back in time to, like, per, before World War II, you did not hear anything about cholesterol. Not a single thing about cholesterol Just look bad. at the old pictures. Just look at old pictures of old Americans from, the, from that era. It was very rare. We saw being fat would be like yeah, you, you go on a freak show. You'd be in a freak show. Now right. if you're fat, it's just like, you know, are you are you less fat than the person next to you? Yeah, exactly. Like and, and, only, country. and only like after they started telling us that you should eat these like seed oils and you should stop eating butter and stop eating bacon, that's when everyone became fat, you know? Like such a what a surprise. Yeah. So yeah, the silver lining is that none of the foods that you like, right? The McDonald's French fries, the chips corn tortilla chips like whatever none of those foods have to be made with seed oils that's the thing yeah when i make them at home like when i actually cut up you know my potatoes i throw them in my deep fryer i, I put them bitches in olive oil sure yeah Probably it's not, not the best oil to fry in but that's well, like a technical point whatever it's not a seed oil it's still not as bad like the real what would you what do you, you what do you when you're making homemade french fries at home what would you suggest Five fries tallow which is beef fat tallow is another name for beef fat um, it's literally, it's like butter. You scoop it out, spread it, whatever. It, it just comes from the, the flesh of cows, you know? Yeah. Um, it doesn't smell like, can anything. I get that? Like an Acme? I don't know about that, but you can get it. You can definitely get it online. You can get it on Amazon. I oh, can get anything it. online. I can order a kit online if I wanted to. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. Like it's literally, it's shelf stable. Um, you can get it in a lot of places. You can get it like various farms. We'll drop it off to you. Um, I know a farm that will, I think they have a delivery. They're, they're Amish farm. The good one, the good See? Amish farms, and they have a drop-off point all over New Jersey, so they probably have one by you. Um, you can get beef fat from them. You can get beef fat from Whole Foods for sure. You can get it online. You can get it a lot of places. Um, but yeah, I would put beef fat in the deep fryer, put potatoes in it. That's what McDonald's used to do, and you know McDonald's became the most prominent French fry. Yeah, they, they're, they're doing while, something right. So obviously, while selling beef fat fried fries, and if you go to Belgium, the capital of fries, where they were invented. You know, the worldwide capital of fries. I was told they were invented in France. Huh? I was told they were invented in France. 
Yeah, French fries, freedom fries, whatever. Bel- Belgium is the place for fries. Belgium is the place for fries. And so That's if you go there, they the traditional places will still use beef fat. And, like, they're very resistant to changing because, like, Europeans have a much Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, that is interesting. Food heritage. So anyway, yeah, I would fry the fries and beef fat. Right, and so that's the thing like none of these foods have to be made with the seed oil right you could have chips fried in tallow you can have fries fried in tallow you can cook your whatever crackers or you can fry your chicken wings and yeah butter if you want you could use the so there's ways around there's ways around so let's just say just using a generic you know uh yeah. number so as the average american fat so like myself say you know i'm i spent 300 a week in groceries i used sure. to spend 200 when uh, Evil Orange Man was there, but I know you want to get into it. We won't. Uh, we're going to avoid that. All right. So inflation is a motherfucker. So yeah. if I'm spending 300 a week just to be a fat, disgusting pig on just, you know, whatever is being pumped out to us at the regular grocery store, how yeah. much are you spending? Is it more expensive to eat right or is it actually cheaper? Is that 300 a month just on you or? No, a week, whole- a week. No, wait, is that just for you or is it for your whole Well, life? me, me, the girlfriend, we go, you know, you get everything under the sun. You know, next thing you know, you, you think you have $130 worth of shit. You check out and it's like two ninety eight. dollars it's you and the girlfriend. It's not you and kids also. No, no, no. Well, that's dog food's expensive. Spend, that's a whole different thing. I mean, I would say that's on par, maybe even more expensive than what I spent on food. So, okay. So I, I thought, I actually honestly thought it was going to be the opposite. Or, yeah, you're doing the right thing. but you're, oh, no, you're, I think it would be the opposite. For the average person, but the average person spends like three to four hundred dollars a month on food, not three hundred dollars a week. Well, when I'm, I'm including everything in there, when I go, we're getting you know supplies for the house, everything. Okay, well, so maybe it's a little high. So I, so on food specifically, not on restaurants, on food alone, yeah. not on like toilet paper or whatever else. Um, you could do, I think, for one person, uh, for a single guy, you could do very well on six to eight hundred. You could do very well on eight hundred dollars a month. Okay. Um, very well. For what you know, and and you could probably get by on six hundred, um, if you you know really script. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very, right I'm, I'm very bad with a lot of things, but especially uh, yeah. Uh, with, so, with, so with yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's not. A, it would not actually be substantially more expensive to eat good qual the good quality stuff compared to what you're currently doing. And you could you if so if I took you just to a generic Acme by me in Fairhaven, New Jersey, you could walk in there get what you want. Okay, and so that's the thing. Right. Okay. So it's not so much the money. It is the convenience. And it's not even like that. It's, I'm not even saying inconvenience. Like you have to know where to go. You can't just go yeah. to a normal place. You can't just stroll into a regular place and be out there in 15 minutes of what you, what you want. That's true. You can do okay, actually, but like you won't do really well. Right. Like if I were, to, if I had to go to like a normal place um, and just buy stuff, right. Like I'd get eggs, I get meat, I get butter and I would get some fruit. And I probably would not be interested in much else, right? Okay. Like they don't have the bread that I would want. Potatoes, they don't have potatoes I want. They don't, they will, they will really? have, like, even the fucking potatoes. What's up? Even the potatoes. Well, so no, they, they'd probably have good potatoes. No, no. I, I mean like they would probably have good potatoes. Probably, but not like I can't just walk up and grab a fucking bag of potatoes and be like, no, okay. So, okay. So the thing is like, then like, I'd want to get organic potatoes. Like, I don't know if they have organic potatoes. Probably not. Yeah. So like, but the thing is like, that's not a huge deal, right? I'd much rather have like a non-organic potato than like a seed oil fry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I got you. It's, it's all like levels of importance, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But You're no, you could, you could do a lot better at a place like that. But there are just some things that you wouldn't really be able to find, um, like I guess good versions of. And also, it, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do this, you should absolutely do this, but it would require, I guess, changing the way that you like, change the things that you eat and like how you think yeah, about I'd it. Yeah, I'd say so. 
until you like, or until companies exist, which I'm working on one that will do this, by the way, to make snack foods without seed oils of, with high quality ingredients, uh, until that becomes more commonplace, um, or you know, you make it yourself, the things that you're going to eat are going to be different if you were to prioritize health. And it's not as if they would be worse tasting. In fact, I argue the food that I eat tastes far better than any processed or restaurant food you could give me. Um, but I, I know a lot of people have this idea that like healthy dieting would never taste like shit, which is one of the things that I try to dispel. I thought I, I hand up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most people, and that's yeah. part of the whole it's a lazy, it's stuff. a lazy misconception. I mean, you yeah. think I've ever tried dieting? No, but that's just what I think. Right. And I think and I think it's part of the reason you think this is because of a very cleverly designed system of propaganda to discredit health, basically. Get people thinking that, oh, being healthy would be too difficult and too hard and I'd have to make too much of a sacrifice and I wouldn't enjoy my life. So I would rather be sick and give my money to the medical system. Right. And so Correct. it's, you know, every diet, every mainstream diet advice, every article you see, it's like, oh, those dieters are crazy. Those people go to the gym are crazy. You know, all this willpower, right? You know, the, the today shows that like the women watch and everything else, like in the, the news, it's like all about and all their diet stuff is about starving and eating kale smoothies and salads and unsatisfying, bad tasting foods. Like ironically, all of those things are also not good for you, right? Like the best things for you, not surprisingly, are the best tasting things, right? We evolved taste buds to tell us what's healthy for a reason. The only problem is when you introduce fake laboratory created foods that mess with your taste buds. It throws the whole thing off. But if you only ate foods that, like, say, existed in nature, you know, meat, potatoes, vegetables, plants, you know, actual foods that grow from the ground, if that's all you're eating, then you just seek whatever tastes the best. And, like, that's what taste buds are designed to do. So, yeah, eat honey, eat maple syrup, eat oranges and pineapples and mangoes and fruits and bread and potatoes and butter and, you know, sauerkraut and, you know, fried whatever, as long as it's not fried in seed oils. And bacon, you know, that's the diet. That's what's really healthy food. And that's delicious, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't have to. So, yeah, so that that's an old, lazy, outdated misconception that Absolutely. you can't do it the right way. It's just not promoted anywhere. So how, do, how would anybody know? Exactly, yeah. All right, so I'm going to take a quick uh, – I'm going to go pee real quick. Absolutely. Uh, 3011. Do you have 510-240 looking to get down to 215 um, by the 4th of July weekend? Um. Alcohol is a must. Can't sure. can't shake alcohol. It's staying. It's a part of the this this hypothetical. Sure, sure. What would you change in the diet that you could shed twenty five pounds, you know, in twelve weeks? Like, what would you suggest? What would what would you suggest? What has to go, and what yeah. would you be focusing on eating sure. primarily? Um. Well, so in regards to the alcohol, I think you could probably just like there. There are some alcohols are better than others, right? Like you could drink tequila. You could drink. I've heard that. That is that is the big thing that I've heard. Tequila is healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hear that. I always people say, make the switch from whiskey vodka to tequila. I would probably stay away from the soda and the beer and drink the hard liquors and fruit juice and wine. Honestly, even just the hard liquors and the fruit juice probably even come out ahead because okay. wine is like a big quality thing with wine. Um, yeah, so yeah, a vodka, orange juice, vodka, pineapple juice vodka whatever or sorry tequila pineapple juice any of those okay. things i think so that's a slight variation in the, in the alcohol consumption so okay yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all right with that so far but in regards to the, the interesting thing the food 100 percent of the time first thing to do is get rid of the seed oils and so not only it's not it's not um it's much more all-encompassing as it might than it might sound because you think oh it's one ingredient 
But if you cut out everything with seed oils, you'll also end up cutting out a lot of junk that's like comes in boxes and bags and packages. Um, and instead, uh, I would replace it with, you know, three square meals a day. No need to starve yourself for intermittent fast or, or do. Yeah, that, that's funny. That's, that's one other thing. He, my buddy Charlie, I was like, yeah, like what, what three things should I ask him? And he like gave me some like pointers on the seed oils, like kind of what we went over. And yeah. the last one was intermittent fasting. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't do that. Like a lot of people think they need to starve themselves to lose weight. And so like, that's a whole other discussion, but like, you don't need to do that. If you're starving yourself, that's bad. You're sending your body the wrong signals. Cause if you're saying, Hey man, you're starving. What does that mean? Evolutionarily thinking it means, Hey, there's a famine. There's a food shortage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if there's not enough food, what does your body do? Collects onto all the food it can yep. in the form of fat. So you have, you know, so you store up for the winter basically. Uh, yeah. So you want to signal to your body that there's abundance. Um, and so you don't want to starve yourself. Absolutely not. Three meals a day. Maybe don't snack all day, right? And if you eat your meals right, you shouldn't even be hungry for snacking. Um, but cut out the seed oils and anything with seed oils in them and be very discriminating with looking at those ingredients. And of course, if you're cooking, there's zero excuse to be using that shit, right? Get yeah, because then you're, you're actually in control. Right, you're in control. Is it's it tough for you? Like if you go out to... Uh... So, you know, to dinner with your significant other, do they fucking hate you? Are they like, oh, this this uh, she's asshole like again is gonna ask about this, that, the other? Is it tough for you? My uh, my girlfriend is very similar to me in this regard. Um, oh, oh, I almost feel like she has to be. Yeah. yeah right. Sure. I, mean, I don't think it would work. Yeah, if she was just you know crushing yeah. Doritos. No, but there are things that you can do. Like if you go out to eat, right? Like get a steak, get uh, like sushi, sashimi, things that aren't like fried. Um, and things that don't have sauces will tend to be a good bet. Uh, you can get a steak that's like grilled on a, on a griddle of, over an open flame. Or if they grill it in a pan, ask them to use butter. And most steakhouses will do that. Not the grill, really though? Huh? No grill? No, no. Grill's fine. I'm just saying if it's a okay. grill, then there's no oil used. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah. But if they're like grilling in a pan with oil, then tell them to use butter. And Control, so yeah. uh, honestly, like, I don't really go out to restaurants just because like, to go to a good restaurant where I can get something that like I think is like decent quality, it's like it's gonna be a lot of money. Yeah. I'd still even I'd rather just spend the money on food at home. Yeah. Um, but if you do it, like you can be smart about it. Don't you don't eat the seed oil fried fries and shit. If you want fries, make them at home. Potatoes and tallow. Yeah. So that's the really thing. If you want it, like the simple, right? Your guy, you cook whatever you want to eat. Simple things. Beef, I can eat. I can eat steak seven seven times a week. Yeah. Always. Okay. Beef, potatoes, butter. Dinner every day. Love, right? Love that. Uh, eat a raw carrot here and there. Raw carrots help get rid of estrogen from your intestines. Um, eggs, a lot of eggs. Uh, if you can get toast, like like bread from like. And I can get these eggs at Acme. You said earlier. Eggs. I, I mean, I'd still rather get you know the higher organic egg. Eggs. Yeah, yeah. You can get eggs, right? It's all, it's all a spectrum, right? Seed yeah. oils, the worst thing. Um, and so get your eggs, like have your steak, ground beef. Um, meat is something that I really try to get higher quality. Cause like, here's part of the problem when they feed the animals shit, like the shit goes into the animals, of course, and you of eat course. Shit, right? So they feed like pigs and chickens, especially basically seed oils. <laughs> like, yeah. they, so the yeah. fat, the chicken fat or the pig fat, like in bacon actually has a lot of the same oils that are in canola oil simply because they're feeding the pigs so many soybeans. Yeah. It's, it's kind of disgusting. Um, so especially for uh, pork and chicken, I would look to get um, – I, I personally only eat like – I'll eat normal beef, right? 
I'll go like if I have to eat normal beef, whatever, I'll do it. But I, I don't really enjoy eating like normal conventional hormone factory farm chicken or pork um, for that reason. So if you want to have chicken and pork, I would, I would suggest trying to find some farmer. Uh, and I, like I said, I can send you the details of that farm. Yeah, for sure. Deliver. Um, I would try finding like chicken and pork and, and eggs like from that kind of source. Uh, same thing goes with dairy. If you're going to be drinking milk. Yeah, milk is good. Raw milk, especially, you know, no additives, no fight. That was another thing that he <laughs> that he that he sent me. Yeah, raw like milk. milk. I was like, how am I going to incorporate raw milk into this? There you go, naturally, you did it. Yeah. So right, like that's that's the diet, you know, raw milk, meat, eggs, potatoes, butter, and like fruit. Really, oranges are great. Citrus fruit, love citrus fruit. Berries also great. Um, apples, whatever. If that's all, like that's, I mean, that sounds delicious to me. Like. That's diet right there, you know, and you can like come up with like more creative. Bananas are bananas are good too. Yeah, sure. Like it's that's really the, the thing that causes people to be obese is solely the seed oils in like you know ninety five percent of cases, right? Like yeah. before nineteen fifty, if you wanted to be fat, you had to spend you a work out amount of money on food, right? Yeah, like fat. Oh, it's cheap nowadays. You can spend fourteen bucks a day and be fucking disgustingly fat because of the seed oils you know yeah so if you're not eating seed oils you have to honestly really try to be fat um and it's it's really honestly that simple i mean it's not so easy to fix once you're at once you're there right because you have like gut issues from years of like being fucked up that you have to figure out your bacteria is gonna have to the bacteria in your intestines are gonna have to like recalibrate themselves and there's a lot of toxins that are gonna like come out um, so it's also like people are trying to do like rapid fat loss. It's also like not a good idea because body fat stores a lot of toxins. And so as it gets burned off for energy, right, you're losing weight. Those toxins get released into your blood elsewhere. Right. And so your liver has to, and your kidneys have to deal with that. So my liver really is already should, fucking. So, and they're already toast. So it shouldn't be a goal to lose weight so quickly. You know, obviously you want to do it evenly. Um, and sauning, sauna, sauna is a great tool to help with that because a lot of toxic shit can just come out through your skin if you sweat. Oh, so sauna, I, yes. I definitely sauna a lot. That be, you know, that, that, uh, that, uh, my gym, Workout World by me in Tin Falls used to have a sauna and some asshole fell asleep in it, got third degree burns and then sued in one. So they, no more. <laughs> this is like, this is like eight years ago. It was like a while ago, but yeah. Unbelievable! What a what a uh, what a scumbag! So that one asshole ruined it for everybody. The sauna was unbelievable. The sauna was gr- sauna was great. Yeah, sauna is fantastic, right? Because like a lot of toxic shit, just like you can just get it out much more. Get it out. So, do you drink at all? Um, occasionally. I don't really get drunk too often. Um, but I'll I'll drink, and if I do, it's it's like like I said, tequila and organic fruit yeah. juice. Or like natural wines, and so like mm-hmm. I said, there's the quality issue. What do you think wines. about these these new millennials who get hung over and then like routinely every week get these fucking stupid IVs injected into them? Um, the IVs, like, I think there's some that makes sense. I mean, it's not. I, I don't think like if that's what you're doing, you probably have to rethink. You probably should rethink your life situation a little bit. <laughs> but like, I I think they're they can be effective actually. Um, cause a lot of being hungover is like a dehydration and dehydration isn't just about drinking water. There's a whole like mineral component to this. So I think the IVs can actually like help, but, um, I think is there a direct kind of- correlation to seed oils and being hungover? Actually? Yes. Um, and so shout out, shout out my boy, Charlie again. Yeah. So this, this is, I, maybe he saw a tweet that I made the other day. I was basically like seed oils cause hangovers. And so like, 
not exclusively, right? Like obviously alcohol is a toxin and if you drink enough, it's going to be a problem for you. But I do genuinely think that like people's, let's say like people have a lower alcohol tolerance today than they might've had 70 years ago because the seed oil has put an undue burden on the liver's ability to detoxify just shit in general. And so that when the liver is flooded with ethanol, um, it's, it's unable to handle it. Cause actually the same enzymes, um, and for, I don't know if your viewers care about this, but there's like an aldehyde dehydrogenase is the name of an enzyme. Oh, um, never heard, never even. Yeah. So, that. so that enzyme is involved both in the detoxification of ethanol and the detoxification of the shit that seed oils produce in your body. So it's okay. like it's doing double duty if you got seed oils and booze, basically. That's why, yeah, he he did he did mention that. He also he also mentioned, is it true in, in your opinion, obviously, whatever you know, right or wrong? I mean, fact checkers nowadays do whatever they want, but do you think that if if somebody cut out seed oils, that their testosterone would immediately have a reaction where it would go up? Yeah. So seed oils, <laughs> like well, fat in general, body fat is estrogenic, um, and so that's just like whether it's seed oil fat or any kind of fat, like that's the thing. But seed oils do have an estrogenic effect. And it's funny, there's this one uh, soy study, I guess you, you could call it. it. It's like a little review of the effects of estrogen polyunsaturated fats, which is the fancy name for the fat in seed oils. So estrogen, seed oils, and statins, like Lipitor, like the cholesterol drug. And it was like, all of these things have like the same effects in like, you know, five different categories of physiology. And it's like, yeah, bro, seed oils have estrogenic effects like they're directly testosterone inhibiting um and they basically cause uh just overall effeminization and so yes cutting out seed oils will, will improve that regard as well seed oils have been found in testicles like like men's testicles so like and, and they, like it's documented right because that type of fatty acid is different for the types of fats yeah. in the butter they found seed oil fats in dudes balls unrelated didn't they just find um for the first time ever um, plastic and uh, bloodline. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, that doesn't I'm sound sure great. Been around for a lot longer. They just haven't looked for it. But yeah, yeah, it's gross. I don't. There's another thing. Cut out plastic is also estrogenic, right? So the way that the plastic molecules work, a lot of them are shaped in the same way the molecule of estrogen is shaped, and so they bind to the same receptors in your cells that estrogen would bind to. So they have this estrogen mimicking effect. Basically, it's, it's almost like if you have plastics in your system. It's almost as if you injected estrogen. Like the molecules do the same thing. So, um, yeah, plastics are estrogenic. So, yeah, I would I would try to avoid plastic as much as possible too. Yeah, that's that's why. Yeah, all this stuff. Like I said, normally I could just you know, you know, keep up with you, but you're just you know that it's almost like one of us went to uh, Ivy League school and the other one barely made it to high school. I'm not going to say who is who here. I don't want to dox anybody, but uh, you can draw your your own uh, own conclusion. Uh, why do you think just online? I've I've seen it, like I said, through Charlie and other people. Why has there been like this this kind of revolution of anti seed oil like the last three or four months? Like, what do you think sparked this? It, it, it is mm-hmm. I see actually see it. I follow you. Know, I follow you, but I also see like other places. Why? Where does this come from? It's a lot of a lot of stuff. So I mean, like certain people who are like really involved in health have been talking about it for a while. I honestly think so. Seed oils, you'll you'll note notice are not like called seed oils by the manufacturers who make and sell them. Uh, That's another important point. So seed oils are actually vegetable oils. So whenever anyone says vegetable oil, vegetable cooking oil, cooking oil. Because vegetable oil sounds healthy. Right. And that's why they call it vegetable oil. So the the term seed oils really was like only real popularized, I would say, starting last summer. And 
I'm not going to say, I'm not going to take all the credit for this, obviously, but I did have, I had a few viral TikTok videos last summer um, in 20, yeah, so 2021, where I was going on about seed oils. And that was part of this whole, I guess, the seed oil summer where that started. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) seed oil summer, SOS. Yeah, literally, it's so this is the thing about propaganda, right? It's all about like the way you call things, right? So if people, if I try to make the argument that vegetable oils are terrible, and everyone on Twitter and oh uh, yeah, yeah, you'll be combated with an algorithm right. that will. It's no anti-vegetable oil movement, right? That doesn't exist. It's you know ground zero. It's dead, right? No one's going to be talking. No one's going to be credibly speaking about anti-vegetable oils. But when you say seed oils, like there's something sinister about the the, the way that even sounds. Also, it's like it's one syllable, right? And this is something that, for example, I, I would say made Donald Trump. Not that we need to get into politics, but he, it made him successful as a like a rhetorician. It's like he used small words. Yeah, keep going, man. Now you're speaking my language. Let's go. He used he used small words, and so like some people would criticize that and be like, "Oh, he's so dumb," and his audience is so dumb. Like, no, people, whoever you are, like appreciate terms that are easy to say, easy to repeat. Like, it's yeah, a meme. Get to right? the point. Seed oils are a meme. Yeah, vegetable yeah. oil sounds annoying. Polyunsaturated fats. What the hell is that? You know, canola oil. I don't know. Can't tell you. Right. So seed oils, like that popularization of that popularization of that term, I I think had a lot to do with it. And then also, um, and so some people have like created, like talked about this association. I think it's probably bigger, like it's not as big as they've, they've said it to be, but there's a certain overlap between people who are into Bitcoin and crypto. Oh, and, well, I mean, oh, 1000%. Yeah, the same they, people who are on Ethereum and Bitcoin, they're fucking done with seed oils. They're yeah. it is funny. There is a direct correlation there. Sure. I can't explain it, but it's there. Yeah, so so there isn't it makes sense. And so there's a chapter in some book that I, I know about. I think this may have started it, but the idea makes sense. So, like, you know, fiat currency, right? Dollars. It's fiat money. Like it's money by decree of the government. It's like it's not real. Seed oils are fiat food. Like that's the term for it, right? It's food by decree of the government. It's not food, but like for the past 70 years, the government through, you know, the USDA, um, the American Heart Association, the NIH, Institute of Health, all these agencies have been spreading this message that vegetable oils, like their term for it, are heart healthy, right? And saturated fats are bad and give you heart attacks and clog your arteries and give you heart disease. So like seed oils are a thing because basically government propaganda, like there is no yeah. pro seed oil industry without the government propaganda creating this, right? The guy mm-hmm. who was responsible for this stuff in the 1940s, his name is Ansel Keys. He worked at the NIH. Like this is all NIH research and propaganda paid for by the companies that grow and produce seed oils. The um, same, same companies are profiting from it. Yeah, exactly. And we so, have a direct correlation there with today. It's, it's all very... Yeah. History repeats itself. Exactly. And so form. when you understand that they're so bad, which people, I guess, the Bitcoin people figured that out. And they figured out that it was the reason why they became even propagandized as good was because of this like governmental decree. It has a lot of strong parallels with, you know, U.S. dollars, the Federal Reserve and all that stuff. And so I think it's like a very attractive meme, like for those people who are already thinking about this, like, you know, fiat money type of thing. Yeah, no, there's definitely that 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 is that doesn't make sense. Hey, as you're speaking, it just got this is completely I did not have this written down. Is it would it be un, is it uncomfortable like speaking to people being like just you you are smarter than the average? I think test would prove it. Is it annoying 
to like just like trying to speak to common people no no i i like it what do you mean it's like i get to explain myself especially if people are interested in what i have to say like i don't care how smart or dumb you are right like and, and this whole like like stupid smart thing I, I think this is all like fake like the the some people will use big words and they're dumb and some people use small words i, I have some big words in me but don't let it fool you no that's the thing like big words don't make people smart if anything like not smart people hide behind big words but if you and me sit down, we're taking the a, you know ACTs or the fuck yeah, they're sure. SATs. Right. Yeah, you're, please. Sure. Give you 15 minutes. Give me f- five weeks. You're you're scoring better than me. Sure. Probably. You know that's just that's just a natural thing that can't can't be. I, I, I've never been in that in the in that realm where I could. Uh, I was always wondered. You know, because you could. Smart people are easy to spot. It's actually a lot easier than dumb people because maybe it's uh, surrounded by by dummies, but. Um, back to something completely different. I was just listening to you speak. I was like, oh, this motherfucker is just smarter than everybody. Um, seasonal allergies. So oh, if you yeah, think yeah. there'll just be a direct correlation, you think, because I have like natural honey in my fridge. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're there. When I see the trees start bloom, like some people have it now. It's kicked up. I've had like a runny nose now for three weeks, but it's not bad yet. Once my eyes start closing by themselves, that's yeah, like yeah. peak allergy season. And yeah. it usually correlates with the start of baseball. So we're, we're almost there. So do you think if, you know, if I did this for a few weeks where I'm just, I'm eating, you know, stuff that not you suggest, but like stuff that you eat, something similar, you think there'd be a direct correlation to my allergies being reduced? Uh, Yes, it might not happen so quickly, um, but yeah, it, it certainly will happen over a few seasons if you like start to prioritize like health more, your allergies will go down. And the reason is because um, they've, contrary to popular belief, there are not many different diseases right like doctors this is another example of like people sounding smart because they put they use big words right like that thing you were telling me your girlfriend has that has this like fancy sounding name like okay it's some disease right some other disease with another fancy sounding complicated name like they're all caused by the same few factors right most diseases people have today are caused basically because they ingest poisons and they don't eat enough vitamins like nutrients in their food literally that's it too much bad stuff not enough good stuff yeah easier to explain than literally the thousands of different you know five syllable latin names that like a physiology textbook has right i just said the same thing that they did but i said it in a way that's like much simpler and everyone can understand this like you said like like donnie t did just yeah exactly and it it conveys a meaning in a way that actually helps people and doesn't just like allow me to sound smart and people can like bow down to my white yeah 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 and so that's uh and one of these things is like when you have a lot of toxic shit in your body, the body has cleanup crews going around to deal with it, whether it's a disease or a virus or a bacteria or a seed oil or inflammatory byproducts or pollen or whatever. The body has a very small number and very limited resources. Well, not very limited, but limited resources to deal with anything. And so if you burden yourself in one regard, you'll have less uh, leftover in the tank to be able to handle the other stuff, right? Like we were saying about hangovers and seed oils. Because the liver deals with both alcohol and seed oils, if you have a bunch of seed oils, you're not going to be able to deal with alcohol. If there's much. less, if there's less toxic stuff for the body to get rid of naturally, then it could focus on right. the toxins you put in. Right, and so if, if your body's overburdened with toxic bullshit, and then you introduce pollen, now it's all of a sudden. Oh, my body, my body's like three months behind at all times. My body's just overworked. They're yeah. trying to get you know some rest over here. Of course, and so you know you can't really blame it, right? And people are. Oh, I like, get it. I, now I get it more than ever. It makes sense. Yeah, and so the people are like, oh, my body doesn't work. I need a pill. I need this. Like, no, you need to like – your body can do its job just fine. You need to allow it to do that. And I'm so surprised my body hasn't unionized yet. 
<laughs> yeah, seriously. are working on stuff. It's going to go on. Oh, and literally, it goes on strike, right? And then people <laughs> cancel. And it goes like, on uh, strike. It's a wrap. Yeah, heart attack. You're a struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My guys are pretty close. So uh, before the picket signs come out and uh, I'm putting six feet on there, we got to we got to take control. Yeah, exactly. And so so it's not just like it's it's hard to say it's like one thing, right? Like, oh, eat this. Like, that's always very bullshit. This yeah. one food, so many allergies. Like, no, like some things are helpful. Like raw local honey, like is actually very helpful for seasonal yeah. allergies because it adjusts your body to the pollen from like nearby flowers. But it's still not a cure all. Right. If you have all this like crap coming in, your seed oils, right? And even if you stop eating seed oils, you're gonna have seed oils still in your body fat and they're gonna come out, especially as you yeah, yeah. it's not gonna be an overnight thing. Um, and then the, so the bacteria in your small intestine, which so this is called your gut microbiome, which is like there's literally bacteria in there that like do a lot of stuff. They digest your food for you, and there's different bacteria that digest different types of food. There's a whole colony in there. There's like more bacteria in your intestines than there are human cells in your body. It's crazy. Um, so anyway, when those bacteria are not properly taken care of because they're poisoned by shitty food, um, and antibiotics that you take to the doctors and they take genocides, like half the bacteria in there and all this stuff, those things are the things that maintain your immune system. And when they're not in a proper state, your body will be unable to uh, deal with all the bullshit coming in from the pollen and whatnot. So I think as far as the pollen is concerned and the seasonal allergies, the thing that helped me the most was eliminating like most of the grains. So grains being, of course, wheat, rice, corn, yep. these sort of things. And I, and I don't think you need to do that permanently, by the way. However, those foods tend to be more inflammatory. So if you already have a struggling digestive system, getting rid of them for some time may allow it to heal. But I think a healthy digestive system can deal with it, right, in, in a reasonable quantity. Yeah, the, the thing that you, they said that stuck out to me is less bullshit that your body has to deal with means that it could deal with the stuff that you can't can't avoid. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like, there's plenty of shit you can avoid, like wireless radiation from like Wi-Fi and cell towers and you know air pollution and things. Like oh, that. You're, oh, you're definitely a big. Uh, what is it called? Like, um, five. What the fuck is that called? Five G. Yeah, you're five. You're. I mean, come clean. You're a five G guy. Well, I wouldn't say there's anything unique about – okay, there's not a ton unique about 5G, right? 4G is bad too. It's just 5G. Is I don't know anything about any of the Gs. I just know like yeah. the conspiracy people. You got yeah, those 5G yeah, yeah. people so, and so, so I, I pinned you as one. It's all it's all bad, right? Like everything's – it's all bad. The question is like how bad and it's all relative, right? So we self this cell phones and the radiation they emit in the cell towers, that's been bad for decades. It just keeps getting more – it keeps getting worse because the yeah. Gs just keep getting more intense. Like the radiation is just stronger, you know, and 6G is going to be even worse. But it's not as if like 4G was good, <laughs> like 3G. Yeah, was yeah, good. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think the 5G thing is like it's a uh, people tend to put a little bit too much emphasis on the 5G itself and not looking at the, the big picture, which is just like wireless radiation is problem. Yeah. And no, it's funny. Like, it's, just, it's just funny, like you said, they kind of like move like in the same wavelength. Like if you see somebody complaining. Or you know, not even complaining, made may the wrong word. Talking shit about five G, whatever. You yeah. click their profile on on uh, Twitter, right? You're gonna oh. see Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny. They, they all kind of move in the all, yeah, all in the same lot. in the same uh, circle. For whatever reason, this Absolutely. could just be me just being wrong. Because like I said, I, you know, who knows? I feel like there is something behind this this whole move behind the you know anti seed oils and the the Bitcoin stuff that kind of leans a little more right wing. Mm. Yeah. Do you so, see that? Is that am I am I wrong? No, no, and it's very interesting though because it wasn't always like that, and so it's not. Um, it's a, it, I think it's a little bit more complicated than just like right wing, left wing. It's important to look at like 
the people's uh how do i say this the right in america today is almost entirely characterized by a libertarian tendency like an and specifically like an anti-corporate anti-globalist libertarian tendency and the interesting thing is anti-globalism and anti-corporate and and libertarian beliefs are not inherently right-wing at all if you took a time machine and went back you know 10 10 years ago to oh for sure 2012 the occupy wall street movement that's a left-wing movement yeah but that's an anti-corporate anti-globalist libertarian dude that shift happened overnight right and so that's the really crazy thing is like today you look at someone and say they're libertarian and they like crypto which is you know an alternative to the the fiat federal reserve and all that stuff and they want organic food that's a right-wing person today but literally 15 years ago someone who was anti-globalist and wanted organic food and wanted to left-wing maniac was a left was a far left you know down with big pharma yeah it's just right yeah so so like 10 years ago the people who weren't vaccinating their kids like the least vaccinated uh, we're not talking this is just the fun i know you want to i know you want to man i'm saying let's avoid it the least vaccinated public school or pri- or preschools um, in California in like, I think 2015 or earlier, were the preschools around the neighborhoods where Google's offices are in Mountain View. Of course. In San Francisco or outside San Francisco. Like the left wing, arguably left wing Google wealthy employees were the ones that were not vaccinating their Dude, kids. Dude, when, when did that switch? What was the, it just, I don't even know of a single event. That mm-hmm. caused the switch. It just happened. It happened. So the timeline, for sure, like from from 2013, like to 2020, like it switched and probably accelerated more so at the end of that that trajectory. Like due to COVID, really set it over. Oh, dude! It, it, if you took a far left person from just just 10 years ago and showed them what's happening now, with like what's going on with like big pharma. And like the switch, they'd be like, "Oh, I would, I wouldn't support that." So right. I got, I got the, the I'm, people, I'm saying, You're only, supporting it. It's like, what are we? It is, it is the most. It's a very interesting psychological. Like, what? I, I just, I don't know. I would love to see more in that. I would love to see somebody who was, who's been that way their whole life, kind of older, you know, who maybe could have some, you know, introspective. Say, hey, listen, yeah. now that I'm looking at it, like, where did it change? Well, a lot of the uh, so a lot of the people that go to like health conferences, like the types of conferences that I'll go to and, and stuff like this, like especially if they're a bit older, like they were and, and kind of still are like far left hippies in like a much more classic sense, you know. Yeah, the, the, those, those people do not recognize the current people. Yeah, I, I would say in health, there's kind of two trends of people like who care about health. There's like there's like very fundamentalist like Christian people. Um, and then there's like kind of environmentalist, like, like, uh, new agey hippies. And there are two like, like somewhat overlapping, but pretty distinct types of people that really care about health nowadays. Yeah. Um, and it's really weird because now the, the, those left wing, like hippies, like the types that are like into horoscopes and crystals and like this sort of thing, they find themselves in a pretty interesting position. And I know a bunch of hippie people like, uh, South in, in Florida, for example, which is, as I'm sure you're aware, pretty like right wing, at least conservative, libertarian. For now, yeah, for now. For now. Um, so, and it's interesting because like they'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna go to this like yoga class, and here's my crystals. I'm gonna do this meditation, but then 
they'll like get into arguments with some of their other more left wing friends about vaccines. And it's like, it's an interesting spot for them to find themselves in. Yeah. And I, themselves in 10, 10, 15 years ago. So yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like it's so know, weird. And it, I'm like, I said, it just happened overnight, man. And it, yeah. But it happened to the masses. It wasn't like one or two people. It was like the, just the masses. Just yeah. I mean, like, we're, 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 this is the like I said, simple brain. We've said this a couple times. Sure. Fuck you, don't fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. It was like a thing, like a Tony Hawk video game or something, like from like early nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like fuck you. Get get boosted. It's like yeah. whoa, right. what what happened? What yeah, happened? Like, listen, listen I, I was listening to like Green Day. You know, like American Idiot. Yeah. Like was it two thousand six, two thousand seven? I forget when. Um, era like Green Day at the time, they you know they were calling out George Bush, be like, yeah. fuck the least, fuck your corporate media propaganda. And that, that song translates to today. Yeah, but they're like, that's a left wing song in yep. 2006, 2007. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, so, I, so weird. I, I think it's a bit more sense to to talk about it in the sense of like libertarian versus like libertarian versus globalist or. You know, I, I don't want to say nationalist because it's not necessarily like nationalism, but I would say libertarian versus globalist is probably the best like dichotomy to describe this in. Um, so it's not as if like health and all these things became right wing. It's that they were always libertarian and just like more people on the left to become more authoritarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so those views that were once in the middle of libertarian are now shifting into being right. Yeah, but they're not right. Like on the right, they're not, but that's just what it's just that, like, because it's all relative, because so many on the left have went more authoritarian, um, in relation to that movement, like libertarian, not seen from the right. And, and the real reason why this all makes sense is because it's against it, it's it's also like another way to start to describe it. Okay, that's probably better, not libertarian globus, it's establishment, anti establishment, right? Like, the left was anti establishment for, for a long, long time. time, that was the whole basis. Yeah, and then they switched to becoming establishment. Why? Because they became establishment, <laughs> yeah. right? Like he, like so. So the establishment in the 1950s was conservative, right? Like that's who ran policy. That's who made the decisions. That's who the presidents were. That's who the business leaders were. That's what corporates corporations spoke to. They were conservative. That was like the the people who were going on about free speech in the 60s and 70s were on the left. Because the people in power, the establishment, who didn't like what they had to say, were on the right, you know. And so now, it, like, so as the cultural shift has occurred, where the left has had more, uh, has, has become more ingrained in the establishment itself, obviously, they're not going to argue against their own ideas. Just, so they're, uh, naturally just adapt. Become, they're naturally going to stop being anti-establishment because yep. they are the establishment. Yeah. And now yeah. the right has to be anti-establishment because they're not the establishment yeah. anymore. So I think when you think about it like that, it all it all makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I, it, every every fucking issue now is just so fucking so polarized. It's it's wild, and then both sides are way more similar than they are different. If you actually um, look at, I don't know how we got there. I somehow almost got you to mention the politics, which uh, credit to me, I guess. I got you lost in the sauce uh, for for a second, but we're right where I wanted to uh, to be. So. Just overall, you give give you follow really tan man on Twitter. Um, but tell me a little more. I know we touched on it very briefly earlier, but tell me a little more about uh, about the Shire app. Am I saying that wrong? Yeah. Yeah. So Shire is my uh, app that will enable you to find high quality locally produced food. So this kind of touches on the issue that we, we you mentioned about going to Acme. 
it's not even about the money, right? Healthy, high quality food. It's not even about the money. You know, you can spend the same or maybe a little bit more on good quality stuff. The problem is finding it. And so like, not only do you even not know where to go to get it, once you even know where to go to get it, then you have to go do it. And it's a lot harder than just like rolling into your local 7-Eleven or whatever else. So my goal with Shire is to like enable that to be an easier process. Um, so it starts by having like a searchable database where you can find farms and the drop-off points because not all farms, right? Like farms are out in the rural areas, but a lot of farms and people don't know this literally drop food off to like so many customers, like so many people in, in communities yeah. all over the East in particular, but everywhere in America. And they drop off food to people's houses, to stores and whatever. And if you know where to look and you know who to talk to, you can actually get your food dropped off five minutes from where you live and go pick it up. People don't know about this though. So it makes it a lot harder to find food from like farms, especially if you live in a more urban area like you do. And so yeah. the point of Shire is to make finding that uh, type of arrangement and then executing on it, uh, doing it a lot more easy and convenient. So you can find uh, that shireapp.io on your web browser and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram at, at Shire app. But not, not, I can't download the app on my Apple phone yet? So there is no mobile app yet but the app like the software tool exists just on the website and on the website is that is that your baby 100 percent, or are you a partner in it that's me that's 100 that's me i mean i have people that i work with but that's my thing have you ever tried this is such like i said dumb brain simple brain it is what it is have you ever thought about like going on like um like shark tank uh i mean i've i'm i've certainly considered getting investment of various sorts but i i wouldn't probably go on shark tank to do it no uh, I, I I know people. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like I said, different brains. I would just think the only way to get investments would be to go on Shark Tank yeah, like that. No, but if you are organic and you know people, then you don't yeah. you don't have to do bullshit like that. Yeah, no, I mean VC is um like, or like just venture capital in general is like actually not as inaccessible as you might think. Um, but it, it's it's much more of a net. It is a lot of a networking kind of thing. Of course. And is, is that what you're devoting like 100 of your work time to? Do you still have a, a no, side? I have a, I have a job. I have a jab. Um, but I also, yeah. So Shire, Shire is a big project, and then I also have another project. And this is you're gonna like this one. Um, we're making uh, seed oil free, like tallow fried, high quality organic snack foods. That's and, right up my alley. And our our first product that we're launching is uh, a chip of some variety. That will be announced shortly. In, in I like that a lot. I mean, I mean, you, you said it. That's right up my alley. That's yeah. That's that's exactly what I'm like. Even just a fucking um, I know it's a far fetched idea, but go back to a throwback McDonald's from the '90s. Just if you had like a, not even like a fast food place, like a huge chain with every corner. But imagine having just like a like a fast food place cooked the way that you know right. you want things cooked. Like that's, like that's the thing. Healthy food doesn't have to be like this austere like bad tasting bullshit right you can have yeah, why can't you pull up to a window order number three and have it be healthy shit right why can't i have a diner that sells literally like milkshakes like with raw grass-fed pasture-raised milk like no additives no bs like maple syrup like raw cream like organic fruit bananas whatever burgers with sourdough homemade buns with organic oh, we might have to cut this this is a gazillion dollar idea grass grass i mean <laughs> There's always all the this, the difficult part is in the execution. Is always oh, of course, always. Had this idea, doing it's the hard part. But yeah, oh, yeah. Have, having a like, you know towel in the deep fryers, chicken wings, fries, grass fed, pasture raised beef burgers, 
like that will actually cook it rare if you want. You know, what a surprise. Like real cheddar cheese. Like, dude, that's a healthy restaurant. Like that's that's what people don't understand about health. Yeah. Everything I've described, it's it's about like it's about the quality of the ingredients, not the type of food itself. That's the thing. And so if you have a fast food restaurant, as you described, with quality ingredients, you can get away with this and it's like it's health food. That mean, hopefully we'll see it. I mean, it is it brilliant. Makes sense to me. Um, like I said, I, I'm very simplistic. I eat like six different things, so I'm gonna try to, uh, kind of, not be full blown where you're at, but kind of find a nice happy middle well, ground. If you're, you're, if you're but... like, so a lot of people have a problem where they're like, they need to eat something different every meal, and like that's a, that's a barrier they have. I don't it's care like, about that. So if you don't care about that, then honestly, this will be very easy for you. Beef, whatever you want, ground beef, steak, pick whatever. Beef, potatoes, butter, eggs, fruit. Smooth, like make smoothie get good quality milk and throw whatever berries in it you want i don't care like smoothies ice cream get good quality get like good ice cream with like i sadly don't have a i, I fucking hate ice cream i oh. hate sweets well, which is sad but i'm saying i could I, I could happily cook in the morning i every morning like like clockwork give me bacon eggs home fries and then at night give me a nice steak the middle is the issue because the middle, if I'm doing a lot of driving for work, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to go past a lot of healthy spots. One of the things – here's so what I do for lunch. I, I drive around a lot too or travel around a lot, and so here's a, here's a good tip for that. Um, you're, you're telling get prosciutto. You know prosciutto de Parma. Get prosciutto. Yeah. Um, and you can buy it depending on the store you get. Like at Costco. Costco, you can get prepackaged imported Italian prosciutto de Parma. So – get prosciutto from that like it's like a little package it's not the cheapest thing but it's you know convenient for on the road and still cheaper than eating out at a restaurant get prosciutto get a whole brick of cheese of some kind like like get an imported italian cheese yeah. irish cheese get you know decent cheese um eat it with whatever you want raspberries grapes some kind of berry and um that's like the, you know that's a really good lunch i mean you need to eat a lot of it because it's like not super filling yeah, yeah you gotta fill but, up on yeah if you can find some decent bread that you can bring with you and you can make a little sandwich or whatever. Uh, the thing is, it takes a little bit of pre-planning, right? Like you would have to think ahead yeah. in, in order to be able to do this. But if you have the stuff in your fridge at home and you know when you're going to be driving and, you know, you just give a little bit of effort ahead of time, you can actually get away with it pretty easily. But yeah, my, my standard travel food for sure is uh, basically prosciutto or some kind of like deli meat that or like cured meat, that kielbasa, something like that, that I yeah. can get at a high quality source. Um plus the cheese of some kind and, and fruit. And that's my travel food. No, oh, make, make sense. Um, I think if, if you're up to it, I want to have you on again. Cause like I said, there's probably like six or seven different things I, I we can get into. You're sure. definitely an interesting brain. I can see why you got into, uh, you know, a good school. Um, but I enjoyed it. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for Sorry we could get too deep in the uh, politics like you wanted. And uh, you said you had that fresh abortion. We got, we got a little bit. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, no, yeah, I did. I I, I, you, I, even, I didn't even walk you into it. You got into it by yourself. Yeah, so. I, know, I know. You know, because I did want to avoid it. No, but uh, thank you again. Analytical. Nothing, nothing prescriptive. Yeah, Just, no, yeah. You couldn't get canceled over anything you, know? you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you cannot clip anything you said that made it uh, controversial. But uh, thank you again for coming up. Yeah, thanks.